Hello! And welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Episode 281. 281. Do we know any facts about 281? You might not know Wait. this one, Glyn, but uh, Steve does like to give random facts about the numbers of the episodes. So Let, let's, hear, let's hear Steve's interesting fact. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> right. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Well, colour me intrigued. <laughs> so we are, yes, the three of us have once again returned. This week we have Harvey's Bloomsbury Brown, which is a rebrew based on one of their old recipes, the Nut Brown Ale. This is a 275ml bottle for the especially tiny portions. Yeah, it's, it's 2.8% as well. So it's like 2.8% 2. 2. 2. 8. 2. 8. 8. 8. Like I was expecting it to kick like a mule get, for 275. Yeah. So, give me half a litre. Um, this is Harvey's, who are a Sussex brewery. Um, Not bad. Was they, did I say Sussex or Surrey? I can never remember which ones they are. Oh, south. The <laughs> South. They're a brewery in the South. Sussex. Yeah, I was right the first time. Um, based in Lewes. And. They are. They've been around since seventeen ninety something. I think seventeen ninety something. Wow. Okay, so sort um, of the same age as like Samuel's and Samuel yeah, Smith. Yeah, they're one of the yeah. few few breweries that thing that survived the big um, big takeovers of the big six in the nineties. Um, the homogenisation of British beer. Yeah, because they were basically they were so, at that point they were in a terrible state. Their finances were wrecked. Mm. They were losing money and they were struggling and. All the big business went, nah, you're not worth it. Uh, didn't, so then they actually fixed things and kind of improved their stuff. By that time, all of the, the stuff had come in that prevented the big, the big boys do, taking over at that point. So their actual success kind of followed afterwards. Um, we've had one of their beers before on Beer Bods. Mm. I can't remember which one it was now for a minute. Um, I think it might have been their best bit of maybe, or their old ale. One of those ones. Ooh, now you say an old ale, that sort of rings a bell. Mm. Um, mm. But yes, so they are they are well known for, for maintaining a lot of their traditional style. They still only really distribute their beers within 60 miles of the brewery. Wow. Um, comes across in their... Um, in the branding, isn't in it? In the branding, yeah. Really very, very old school. Mm. Yeah. Very traditional British. It's, but I'm, I'm glad they've survived. It's, I'm good, on the it's good to have that kind of pedigree behind your uh, brewery. And we always love an underdog too. Yeah, I mean, one of the really nice things about it is actually I've had, if you ever see their Imperial Double Stout, um, drink it. I had a, uh, so my local bottle shop, I was tears, they, Phil buys it in specially because it's one of his favourites. Um, even though he doesn't do, really do kind of more traditional breweries so much, he does, he, one of his favourite beers and he always stocks it. It's a great Imperial Stout because it's, Still got a lot of the kind of the Breton stuff to it that you you'd have had in the night in the nineteenth century. It's it is almost a so um, so talking about beer terminology and stuff like that. Mm. Like we were saying after last week's podcast, some of this stuff you familiar with. So Brett mm. Brett is uh, Brettanomyces, which is a yeast strain. Mm. Uh, so that's what yeah, he's talking it, about. and it creates these characteristically kind of funky flavors. Oh yeah, I'm getting something out of there, something akin to well. I don't want to say something off-putting, but it's on the way to the sort of irony, bloodish mm. taste, which I mistook the label for earlier. I only saw this half and I thought it was hawk blood. Um, <laughs> I was like, yes, let's get in with this. But like it, there, it's, is a, um, there is a note to there I can't find. And it, it's one it. of the things I think that it's really good traditional British beers 
had character to them and we went through this period of all like the best bitters and all that thing being very homogenized into being tasting very consistent but very boring mm. and one of the things that Harvey's have done really well is hold on to that interesting character where you're still brewing beers like this is two and a half two point eight percent but it, it, you can't say that's bland like mm, you can't no. say this tastes like water or anything this has got flavor to it because that's generally the like we've seen uh, in recent times like the trend has always been for your big hoppy IPAs and like generally they, the, the, the strength has been creeping up and up and up over time but we've seen some of the uh, the breweries actually trying their hand at tasty but low ABV beers mm-hmm. with mixed successes and it is quite a challenge to brew something that's tasty but not got high uh, alcohol content uh, so you know they've, they've clearly got a lot of experience behind them and they've produced something that is it's very tasty. So this is based around a rebrew of one of their old recipes that they'd actually discontinued mm. going through that, their, their recipe books. They've added in a five-barrel uh, micro kit, effectively, pilot kit, right. into the brewery. But it's small by their standards, and, but it's a, a chance for them to do that, to kind of rebrew some of their old recipes and, and have a play with stuff. And um, I'm glad they've chosen this one, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Kind of reminds me a little bit of bonfire toffee. Mm. I know it's just something about the time of year, but it's like a little bit like sticking to the palate. Mm. Enjoying it. And you get that kind of edge, yeah, edge of almost burnt burnt caramel. Mm. But not in a bad way. Mm. No. Yeah, none, none of it lingers. Mm. I think the it's it's really nice. I'm I'm enjoying that and I, I think it's a shame that we are not within I'm never going to say this again, but it's the same we're not in the South. Draw on your own with that one. Uh. So if you're, if you're near to the brewery, they obviously they do distribute a cask, and I think this is one that would do really, really well on cask. This what, means, what to look out for if you're on your travels, I think. Yeah. This is definitely the kind of beer where that extra cask would give it extra, that little extra body, because you do taste the fact that this is a lower percentage one with that slight thinness to it. Um, not problematically, but you know you, it's it's noticeable there, and I think cask is great for kind of covering that and giving it body and stuff mm. that we wouldn't necessarily have in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm entirely in, entirely in agreement with you, which is just feels wrong. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna go get a scratch card on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't hear from Glenn again, then <laughs> you know it all went well. Uh, uh, so, uh, shall we, we give some scores? Um, I could quite happily sit and drink this for hours and hours and hours. Just, you know, sit and find a nice little corner in a, uh, a warm pub. And well, just, that's nice. Two point eight percent. You could drink this for hours. Yeah, you could just sit yeah, one evening. It strikes me as an afternoon's beer. Mm. Yeah, maybe in an autumn when you sat inside. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Open fire. That's, yeah, definitely. And a and a bar bar meal mm. with gravy. This this goes, <laughs> this goes with gravy, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have a quiet moment to myself about that imagery for a minute while you not talk about the. Ron's having a moment thinking of gravy. <laughs> oh. Who <laughs> would have thought it'd be you, really? <laughs> well, it's the stereotype. Everyone would think it'd be me, wouldn't they? Like Steve, if Steve was here right now, he'd be going, "Ooh, gravy, whippets, and all that jazz." It's, it's, like... it's not so much a gravy. But you're right. Like, for me, this this is a, a beer I would love to have a few pints of yeah. in front of a, 
a fire in a pub. Pipeys and groom. Yeah. I, and it's a long time since I've actually managed to like sneak away on a, a boat on a quiet Sunday afternoon, sit myself in the corner of a country pub, and just enjoy a couple of pints. Sort of place that has no wall space for all the antiques nailed to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's really, it's really like kind of evocative. Yeah, it really is. Hmm. Uh, it, must be, it must be something to do with the, their traditional nature of brewing it's, comes through. It's, a, it's created some imagery and also a little bit of hunger. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like it. I want some more. I'm going to give it a nine. Because I'm oh. feeling like that. It certainly grows the more I've tasted it. Mm. It's, um, I think it, it, does, it does a benefit actually warming up a touch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so if you hold it in your hand, this will help. <laughs> <laughs> right, look at that. It's pleasant. Yes, and we like where it's taking us. We mm. do, and I, I got me as as a home brewer as well to be able to get that kind of volume of flavour and stuff at two point eight to be so well balanced. In a rare example, I have already gone through mine before I can get round to drinking up and shutting up because. That just drank far too easily for me. Um, I think we all did. The 275 didn't help for that between three, between three of us, but still. Um, I'm going to go nine. I'm, I agree on that one. Nine. Very tasty. Good scores. Uh, good stuff. Uh, if you do see their Imperial Double Stout, definitely grab it. Um, so, yeah. I think no drinking up to be done, but at least we can shut up. Yeah, we're done. <laughs>